hold on, hold on, hold on. Spike. We gotta get grimy real quick. We gotta get grimy. Cause Quentin Grimes been killing. But yo, where is Cam Reddish? Where is Cam Reddish? Who knows, who knows, who knows, who knows, but this is the weekly recap. I think this is the fifth one, if that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Should be the fifth one. Um, But, yo, I love streaming. I'm evolving the stream ever so often. Every week we get a little bit better and better and better and better with the stream. Messing with uh, Streamlabs. I'm, I'm using Streamlabs. I'm trying to get accustomed uh, to Streamlabs. And I know it has functionality to multi-stream to different to different um, networks or different uh, outlets. Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. I'm trying to figure out why it's not populating on Facebook. Twitter. All over. So I'm trying to multicast all over. But for show, for show, for show, for show. For sure, Twitch ain't going nowhere. My phone blowing up. Yo, a lot of, a lot of sports talk, a lot of sports information, a lot of things just went down. Justin Verlander signed to the Mets for two plus one, two years with a, I think it's a conditional or optional third year, something like that. And we lost the Grom Met fans. He's gone to Texas, no state taxes. I think it was like a five-year deal, something crazy like that. Trey Young got beef with his coach, but I think it's all smoke. It's nothing. Shams already talked about it. He just wants to get treatment on his shoulder. And McMillan was like, nah, everybody need to be at shoot-around. So everybody talking about Trey Young needs to get traded to New York. Calm down. Because that ain't going down. That is not going down. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. But this is a conspiracy of the ages. It's like Iverson in practice. Like, come on. Y'all know what he do. Y'all know what he do. But um, even with the Knicks, Knicks made a move today. Something small, G League. But there was a trade. I'm a little sad because I'm invested in the players that we draft. And I'm in place, invested in, with the players on our team and even if you're a young player i want to see you develop and see um what you can grow into and the knicks traded for ron hunt who i thought had a lot of potential uh but they traded him for uh justin wright foreman and uh g league pick which is potential you expand the roster right you get a bigger roster um and the g league i mean the g league is exciting um i want to catch more games i know we had uh jericho sims the jericho hive was in the g league we had deuce mcbride in the g league they went off and these these are guys who are actually a part of the roster on the knicks squad not just the westchester knicks but they're on the 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 main roster of the Knicks and he just went down there to get more burn and they played really, 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 really fucking good. But we see Jericho Sims is not getting the minutes that he had when Mitchell Robinson was hurt. And I feel like he proved himself, but 
this roster is in a weird space where we have players. We have guys who... We have multiple guys in the same position. We have like three centers. We have Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein, and Jericho Sims, who all have proven that they should be on the court. We have two power forwards have proven that they should be on the court. We have multiple wings, RJ Barrett, Quentin Grimes, Killer Cam Reddish, even Fournier, who's bench, who's shown they could play on the court. IQ, who's a combo guard, and we have multiple guards. We got Brunson IQ and Derrick Rose. So what do we do with this roster? You want to have a good balance of a roster. You want a star. You want a tier. You want some top tier players, tier one players on your roster. And then you want supplemental players, as Shaq calls the others, to support them. We got a lot of good others. And our tier one is the mid three. And I think we got a one with Brunson. But what the hell is going on with the rest? But the G League... I mean, they got some guys, too, who, if they ever become a part of that squad on the Knicks, they mean, they got Akinjo, they got Brooks, they got Jeffries, they got some guys who I think they could be impactful if they come to uh, the main stage at Madison Square Garden. So let's see. Let's see what's going on with that uh, trade. Let's see how uh, Wright Foreman is going to perform. And speaking of performance, speaking I of performance, let's talk I about beg your pardon. the last couple games last week. Um, they played the Pistons, the Bucks, the Mavs, the Cavs. And I said they was going to go two and two, but my picks were a little off. I said the W against the Pistons, of course, that's the tanking team. The loss against the Bucks was, was close. The Knicks could have stole that. And they should and like the type of team that the Knicks are presenting themselves to be, not the type of team that I want the Knicks to be, but the type of team that they're presenting themselves to be, which is a competitive team. If you are a competitive team, if you want to be a competitive team, that means you have to steal wins. And with Giannis fouled out, you let Grayson Allen kill you, you gotta steal wins. So they should have stole that win. They lost to the Mavs at home, which is sickening. Sickening. How you got a losing streak in the garden? You're supposed to be competitive. How? Explain that to me. And they lost to the Mavs. Like, this is what, this is what is frustrating. This is what's frustrating. What's frustrating is that the Cavs game that they won, then I thought they would lose. You hear Donovan Mitchell say his team wanted to win this game for him. You hear him say that. You hear him say the team wanted to win the game for him. Right? Donovan Mitchell's from New York. Donovan Mitchell 
loves this team. He's been a fan of this team for so long. Just want to make sure my audio is right. I don't want to hear any air in the background. So got to make sure we good. You hear Donovan Mitchell say his team knew. His team knew. His team knew. His team knew that he wanted to win. And his team wanted to win for him. Analytics, what's good? Peace. His team wanted to win for him, Donovan Mitchell. So why didn't you hear Jalen Brunson say the Knicks wanted to win for Jalen when they played the Mavs? They got spanked by the Mavs. Where was the rest of the Knicks team to say, yo, that team didn't value you. That team didn't even try to keep you. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to come out and make sure we get this W for you. We're going to play for you because you're our guy. You hear Donovan Mitchell talk about how the Cavs wanted to play for him against New York. What has New York done to Donovan Mitchell? New York hasn't done anything to Donovan Mitchell. Why are you coming out here talking about that you need to play for New York, that you need to play for him against New York? That doesn't make sense to me. That makes zero sense to me. Other than finding motivation to win. Finding something to spark you to say, we are going to win. Whether or not you win or lose, what is sparking the Knicks to win? So last week I went two and two, but I had my picks a little mixed up. That's okay. That's okay. This week they play Atlanta. They play Charlotte. And they play Sacramento. On paper, the Knicks should go two and one. And you see, I got the new emotes up. I got the emotes up. You know what I mean? Subscribers, you get the emotes. You got you got emotes. So I think they'll go two and one because they could beat Atlanta. They should beat Atlanta. They could beat the Hornets. That's a tanking team. And Sacramento, they'll catch an L, and that's cool. I'm cool with that. That's cool by me to catch an L against Sacramento because they are on the come up. But what do y'all think? Who, what's the record going to be this week? Atlanta, Charlotte, and Sacramento. I think we're going two and one. We can lose to Atlanta, but we got to get over our own head. We got to find that motivation. Because the Knicks didn't do anything to Donovan Mitchell, but yet he's using the Knicks. The team is using the Knicks as motivation. So what are we going to do to use as motivation? What are we going to do to use as motivation? Because if we're presenting ourselves as a team that is close and we should be in the playoff race, we can't just come out here and lay an egg against the Mavs when we was up double digits. You know what I'm saying? We can't come out here and just let the Mavs do what they want 
And we let so many teams come through and do what they want. We got to stand up. We got to show some, some passion. We got to show some fight. Some grit. Some firepower, you know what I mean? We can't be out here looking sad all the time. We got to rise above. It's the holidays. Listen, I'll get into that. I'll get into that because you brought that up. We shouldn't even be in the playing spot. Because what's the point? Are we just trying to satisfy the present or, or, or are we building for the future? If we're in the playing, then we're not going to build for the future. The playing gives us nothing because we're not built to win a playoff series. Okay. We're not built for that. So what's the point? I think the Knicks need to embrace the tank, man. Just tank all the way. Just get it out the way and get one of these upcoming draft picks. We're 10th in the Eastern Conference. Now, let's look at the East. Let's look at the East real quick. Let's look at the East. Now, last year, 37 wins. And we finished 11th. We're last in the Eastern Conference. Sorry, we're last in the division, not the Eastern Conference. We're last in the division right now. So the division has the Knicks, the Nets, the Raptors, the Celtics, and who am I missing? Who am I missing? The Sixers, sorry. There we go. There we go. Now, are we better than the Sixers? Fully healthy? No. Are we better than the Boston Celtics? No. Are we going to catch them? No. Are we better than the Nets? Fully healthy? No. What's the point? What is the point to even go harder? You know what I'm saying? What is the point of going harder to make a play-in? There is none. Look at the look at the Eastern Conference from the top down. Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, who we just beat. Who got 15 wins? Atlanta, 10 losses. Philly, the Pacers, the Raptors, the Nets, the Heat, all above the Knicks. If anybody falls out of that group, I think it might be the Pacers. The Raptors are what I think the Knicks should be. You got a person who could lead you and a bunch of strong, scrappy dudes. Strong. OG Ananobi, yo, trade RJ Barrett back to Canada and give me OG Ananobi. 
at once. At once. And then you got the Knicks. And then you got the uh, Wizards, who got Pazingis, Beal, and Kuzma, all recently been scoring 20-plus. Pazingis, damn near 30. Bradley Beal, you know what he could do. Then you got the Bulls, who are in a weird space right now, and I would definitely still Zach Levine. Get Forney out of here. Randall. They're behind us. And then you got the Hornets. Seven wins. Detroit, who we just beat. And the Magic. Detroit and the Magic now going nowhere. Charlotte just got Lonzo. Sorry, LaMelo ball back. And they were the playing last year. So either they're going to tank to get somebody else to pair with ball, which I think is what they should do. Chicago, they have to play. They have to get into the playoffs because they don't have draft picks. And they, the salary does not allow for them to just suck. So the Knicks need to just em- embrace this L. They got to embrace this L because making the play in gets you nothing. If it stays like this and the Knicks are on the play in, are they going to beat Brooklyn? No. Are they going to beat Miami? No. Are they going to beat Toronto? No. So if you can't beat any of the teams that you have to play in the playing, what's the point? You're going to hurt yourself in the future. So you might as well just suck. Just suck. Orlando, Detroit, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Thunder. Those are five teams that are going to be in the lottery guaranteed. The um the Jazz are expected to be there, but they are, are all they, they got a winning record. Um bruh, Chicago, what's gonna happen with them? The Knicks need to be in the lottery. They need to be top 10 in the lottery this year. Make some changes. I think some changes are going to happen. And one of the changes that everybody says should happen, I see you speaking about defense, is changing the coach. Because the Knicks have a coach who's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach and Tom Thibodeau. But I don't think he had defensive-minded players outside of Quentin Grimes, Cam Reddish, and Emmanuel Quickly. R.J. Barrett ain't trying to play no defense at all. He's trying to stat pad. Jalen Brunson can only do what he can at 6-1. Julius Randle doesn't even try. Mitchell Robinson can't stay out of foul trouble. And every time he's on the floor, he has to defend the paint, grab the rebound, block shots, chase loose balls. He has to do everything. So he can't squeeze and get the best out of his players because they're not even going to try. They should use defense to win games. But on the flip side, the best offensive player, Jalen Brunson, he leads them in so many stats. And Julius Randle 
scores the most points, grabs the most rebounds. You got to play him. At least Tom Thibodeau thinks he has to play him or he's being told he needs to play him. If he doesn't play Julius Randle, real Knicks fans are not going to have an issue with that as long as we see heart and we see passion on the floor. But what can you do? Because you need a score as well. You need a score as well. They do need to build the team around Brunson. What the hell is this? What the hell is this nonsense? How I delete? I can't delete a chat? Oh, I can. Ha, ha, ha. Get out of here. I'm trying to promote on the, ch on the stream. But they should build around Brunson. And I think the way you build around Brunson, it's probably from YouTube. Um, I think it's, I think the way you build around Brunson is you have a manual quickly who can also dribble the ball and bring the ball up and penetrate and shoot and score and pass and play defense. You have them two on the court together because when you had Luca and Brunson, Luca is ball dominant and, and, um, Brunson was able to play off ball as well. So you want to give Brunson opportunities to play off ball. And I think because you have a manual quickly, you could do that. And RJ Barrett could dribble too. But RJ Barrett, he's been improving the past two games, but like he's really and truly been a guy that's like looking for himself and not looking for anybody else. And that's not what Luca does. Luca looks for everybody. Every single time. So I think you could build around, I think you could build around Brunson by putting people around him to have him play off ball. And I think that'll help. But, but like getting rid of Tom Thibodeau, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. Because how is that going to make the team better? Yes, we want to play defense. We want to be gritty. And I have no doubt that that's what Tom Thibodeau wants to do in his heart. But you get rid of Tom Thibodeau. Cool. Great. But what happens next? You get rid of Thibs. What happens next? You get what I'm saying? Like, what happens next? How is that going to make RJ Barrett better? How is that going to make quickly better, Toppin better, Randall better, Robinson better? How is getting rid of Thibs going to do that? What is our identity? What do we excel at? Getting rid of Thibs is going to, for who? For what? What type of change is that going to make? You know what I mean? 
We're a bad team. We're good pieces, but we just can't gel. And I think of like even the real crappy teams. Like, what are they? What do they? Ha- what do they have? They have at least one guy that you know. Okay, he up, or well, he about to be next up. At least one. And they have a type of system or they have a type of 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 team that says this is one thing that we excel at. But there isn't one thing that I can identify that we do better or at least we're in the top tier of teams that does something better than something else or some, some somebody else. Do we score better than somebody else? Do we attack the paint better than on other teams? Do we shoot the ball better than other teams? Do we play defense better than other te- other teams? Team defense. Do we rebound better than other teams? Do we offensive rebound better than other teams? Do we run the fast break better than other teams? Do we protect the paint better than other teams? Do we shoot free throws better than other teams? I can't think of what we do as a collective that we do better than other teams. Yeah, Brunson need help, though. For the Knicks, it is Brunson. But Brunson needs help. And, yeah, I don't know. I think we need to just, like, look at ourselves and say, stop pretending that we're better than what we actually are think in a week or so you can actually see some trades open up because players that got signed over the summer now you can actually trade those players now we're gonna see and come january with them extensions and before the trade block in february now we're gonna see now we're gonna see um Oh, I even get into player of the week. I saw the, I just I just came out here just chatting. <laughs> I didn't even get into player of the week. Emmanuel quickly to God, yo. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly. I don't know why he's not getting more minutes on the floor. He deserves it. Emmanuel quickly should get like 30 minutes of playing time. Last time he got 30 minutes in the L against the Mavs, he scored 23 points, six rebounds. No assists, but that's not his fault if dudes can't make shots. 24 minutes last game, 12 points. Against the Pistons, 22 minutes, 15, four assists. The loss against uh, the Bucks, he only played 18 minutes. I don't know what's really go with that. But he had 4.6 rebounds. Anytime you see Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly IQ on the floor, you can see the difference. The energy changes on offense and defense. The energy and flow changes with the teammates. 
Player of the Week, Emmanuel Cookie, we need to see more of IQ. And I understand when people say you need to get rid of Tom Thibodeau because of some of those roster moves when RJ is cooking, when Quickly is cooking, when Randall is cold, Brunson is cooking or cold. Make the adjustment or don't make the adjustment. And I understand. But that's a simple change. That's not something that can't be uh, changed or adjusted. Anybody could do that. That's a quick realization that like, hey, hey, you took him out. He was killing. He might have not even realized that. He might have been focused on the whole versus a piece. Um, no, RJ's been, RJ been playing better because he's not been forcing. RJ hasn't been forcing. But the thing with RJ, I feel like he needs to find a balance. He needs to find, he needs to find a balance where you want to be aggressive, but you don't want to force it. You got to go with the flow. I got a, I got a, I got a fun RJ stat. I got a fun RJ stat. And this is why we talked about patience with RJ. RJ Barrett has been blocked on shot attempts 28 times for the season. 28 times RJ Barrett has been blocked. Jalen Brunson, who's six foot one, has been blocked 15 times. So why can't R.J. Barrett finish at the rim? Why can't R.J. Barrett at least have an attempt that goes up and has a higher likelihood or a higher percentage of going in the basket? What is going on with RJ? And I'm tired of seeing flashes that are not consistent. That's what we see. We see flashes. Every game we see a flash and then something happens and he's not consistent. Relying on the three too much. I don't know what it is, man. But that's way too many blocks for somebody who's six six. Wide shoulders who can get to the basket. He doesn't, he doesn't even dunk anymore. He missed a floater the other day with his primary hand. He missed a floater. It didn't even hit the rim. It didn't even hit the rim. It was an air ball. So I'm sorry. I don't know. RJ Barrett's my bum of the week. My bum of the week is RJ Barrett. Because my patience is running out. My patience is running out. But I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to let the Knicks. I'm not going to let the Knicks ruin my spirit. Not at all. Not at all. Because I have a solution. I have a solution. What are you waiting for, huh? 
my solution is bench RJ for one game. One game. Just bench him for one game. I don't make up an injury. Just say rest. He needs to rest. Start Brunson. Start Grimes. Start quickly. Start Mitchell Robinson. And start uh, Randall. You got an opportunity to show what IQ could do with the starters. You got an opportunity to show what Randall could do without another person on the floor who's going to eat into his shots. Because Randall hates that, right? We want to coddle Randall, don't we, right? And let's see what happens. And this is not to teach RJ a lesson. This is to show what can be without RJ. Because we thought we should keep RJ and not trade him. Well, let's see. Let's see. For people like me who are running low on patience, let's see what it looked like without RJ. And a couple games later, rest Randall. Let's see what it could be like without Randall and you start Obi Topper. Let's see what it could be because you have to try. You can't keep putting out the same product and thinking it's going to be different. We are mid. We are 10th in the East. 10th. And record-wise, we are, I'm doing it live from the bottom. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10th, 11th. We are 11th from the bottom. Okay. We got to shake it up. A quarter of the season is done. And I got to put through, put together my quarter of the season uh, recaps. But I'm tired of making Tom Thibodeau the scapegoat when it ain't him 100%. There's a lot more than Tom Thibodeau, uh, a change of coach, in order to fix this Knicks team. And one and, like, would have Donovan Mitchell fix his Knicks team? Because who – we would have to given up Grimes. I don't want to give up Grimes. Or uh, what? Quickly. And was it Barrett or was it um Barrett, quickly, topping? I don't know. Whatever. We would have to give up three pieces. Three Three pieces. And you insert Mitchell. So you got Brunson Mitchell, a 6'1 and a 6'2 guy, 6'3 guy, 6'1, 6'2, 6'3, whatever. 
Both not great at defense. And then at the three, who you got? Fournier. It would have been Fournier. Trust. It would have been Fournier. Randall and Mitchell Robinson. And then you got Cam Reddish and Derrick Rose off the bench. And Derrick Rose ain't doing nothing. And we would have played McBride, I guess. Who's still, who still coming to his own. Because he barely got reps last year. So we got to give these people reps to see what they got. Would we have been a better team? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I don't want to hear nothing more about Donovan Mitchell, to be honest with y'all. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear nothing more about Donovan Mitchell. Wanted to be here. We could have got him. We didn't. I don't want to hear nothing more from Donovan Mitchell's mouth because he didn't say he wanted to come here. And that's one thing I wish. Don't compare him to Melo at all. Because Donovan Mitchell had the balls to say, oh, sorry, Carmelo Anthony had the balls to say, get me out of here. He had beef with his coach. He wants to come to New York, and he said, get me out of here. Donovan Mitchell ain't had the balls to say, get me to New York. He ain't had the balls to say, I want to play in the Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. He said he played the background. He played it cool. He played the image. He played the image. He played the background. He played, he played, I'm going to just, I'm going to just let them do what they got to do. And now you want to be sad in Cleveland. You was building a house here in New York. You want to be close to the family. You was chilling in the Hamptons over the summer. You was chilling with IQ over the summer. You was chilling with Toppin. Y'all was outside. Y'all was outside. But you couldn't say, yo, make it happen. I want to be on New York. Even with Danny Ainge saying they ain't care about the players, they cared about the picks. Spider, you from New York? You get up and say, I don't give a damn. Put me in the world's most famous arena. They got picks. Get four of them. Get three of them and two pick swaps. Get two players and get me in here. Get me in here. But he didn't. He played the back. He played it too cool. Definitely a New York nigga. Definitely, definitely a New Yorker playing it too cool. It's going to work out. Nah, sometimes you just got to stand on your shit. <laughs> Yo, lunchtime stream, lunchtime live. What comes of the Knicks? I don't know. Atlanta on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm streaming that game. All right, y'all. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed y'all lunch. 
Hit me in the comments. Hit me on the socials. Make sure you follow, 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 follow. We go.